Welcome to Roomings. Every week we take mini dives into topics and explore it on what it is, what it can be and what it should be. We are a coach, a psychologist and an expressive arts practitioner and we just want to be a part of the conversation. Join us every Sunday if you'd like to ruminate or muse with us. Join us on Roomings. Hello and welcome back to Roomings. We have all three of us here today after ages and it feels amazing to see Abha and Namita on my screen. Namita, welcome back. We really, really missed you last time. It felt very odd to record without you. I'm happy to be back. I truly loved last week's episode and I'm so happy that you guys got your, you know, spotlight without my rolling eyes and the really bad jokes. I know you had... your time in the sunlight so to speak and now that i'm back i'm very happy that the listeners do not have to listen to really bad jokes i'm looking forward to being the control again i think we were very well behaved na aba last time we didn't crack too many jokes we were keeping namita's reactions in mind when when we were speaking yeah and we actually missed her i can't believe it that is how strong my presence is uh, let's go back uh, a week uh, simon and change a lot of things we did totally a regretful week i should say haters gonna just hate i'm just saying i'm back simon won't we going to talk more about self care think i should continue so today actually we're going to just continue um, what we were speaking about last time i think last time we spoke a lot about what self care is and what we do in our lives and how we practice it in our daily lives and how we practice it when we are going through a rough patch today we are going to talk about some things related to self care which we missed out in our last session and the first thing that i actually want to ask you all is what do you all think are the misconceptions around self care are there any is there anything that you all have read or heard of which you all feel are certain misconceptions about self care Um Simon I think we sort of touched upon this last week when we were discussing about how self care crosses over to a slightly selfish side a slightly self centered side and with that I mean how much space are you occupying in context to the situation in context to the people uh, yes you are your priority in all of this how are you taking that space is it forced is it crossing someone else's boundaries and lines and their space or is it at the expense of someone else i think one another one that i it comes to my mind is you know you have all these blogs that tell you these are the ways you take care of yourself a lot of people claim that they some day of the week or their weekend or one evening it is dedicated to self care and they pretty much do what is on the blogs they just follow the word of the article and not really understand that those are options but they don't necessarily mean they fit your personality like one quick example that i can think about is mindfulness or breathing exercises are really important for self care but if you don't know how to do it if you've you know never really understood it if you're somebody who's hyperactive and cannot sit still it's not going to help you just because that's the trend doesn't mean that is the self care you need so i think the biggest misconception is either we are lazy or we just think that we don't know much or we should listen to the experts and we follow 
the 10 things to do for self-care or these three things and you'll be fine or uh, a calm app and I'm sorted, you know, I'm focused on myself, right? The, without really addressing the self of the care, you know, who are you? What do you need? So yeah, I think they're misled or blinded by maybe the fad of the time. That kind of makes sense and it also brings me to another thing which I realize is sometimes self-care is perceived to be very superficial. Uh, your skin care is also synonymous with your self-care. Going back to going within the different kinds of care you need, for instance, the emotional care you, you may need, the physical care you may need that, yes, I need to pay attention to my body. I've been too lethargic or I've just not giving myself that rest or I've just been giving to people I need some time where I need to draw that line I need to give that time to myself so it's a different time that you will give the different kind of care and it's not just limited to one aspect of yourself is uh, something that's coming to me uh, and also at that point what is it that uh, your entire being needs it's recognizing that there are different aspects and then catering to those, I feel. What both of y'all are saying is that each person needs to understand what self-care means for him or her without blindly following um, a trend or blindly following these articles that we read online. And a lot of the, and a lot of the time, self-care just does not mean going for a vacation, you know, running away from things. And I think there's a very thin line between self-care and escapism. Because sometimes uh, we call it self-care, but what we're really probably trying to do is just escaping from the situation. Self-care, I think, what you all are saying can also mean that sometimes you have to be a little hard on yourself. Sometimes you have to tell yourself, okay, I need to draw those boundaries or I need to start exercising. I need to say what I feel to a person who isn't being very kind to me. And self-care is not always that smooth, happy, calming, peaceful thing that we think of. Sometimes self-care can be harsh. Sometimes self-care can mean that you put yourself in an uncomfortable or awkward situation which you have been avoiding. But that's something that you require to do for your own state of mental well-being. Say for example, a person is feeling the need to practice self-care a little bit more because of the circumstances that he or she is in. How do you think family can encourage self-care? Do you think that family encourages self-care right now, especially when, when I talk about Indian culture? How do you think that family can encourage it? I think I so completely agree with you and thank you for bringing out the topic of escapism and staycations, which is the current trend. And it just flows beautifully to the very next point that we talk about, which, pardon my French, but the bastardized versions of marketing, self-care. And one of the things, especially in the last two years, because you can't travel, is staycations, trips to Goa, trips to Himachal, trips to the Maldives. Again, there is nothing wrong with these trips that you take, right? You, you're not really calling out on self-care, right? It really isn't self-care. It's actually scrolling through your Instagram feed and say, man, that looks good. I want that, right? It's such a branded form. And again, it didn't start as a brand. There was genuinely somebody who's inspired and said, I want to go somewhere where I don't have to do my laundry and clean dishes, basic requirement in the lockdown that's what also i meant by even like the calm breathing app it's not that a hyperactive person while being completely physically uh, charged cannot do breathing exercises 
but there are not enough articles to tell these people that hey mindfulness is even there that sense of oneness with body and you know with breath because you're physically moving right so i think i'd like to hear your versions of marketing that make self care cool because the minute you said escapism i had like a flashback of maldives and baba ji ki booty from himachal and you know everything yeah it makes me think about knowing when to step back and step away yeah there are times where you do need to get away from your reality for a while to come back to it to face it again to get that fresh perspective but again staying away over and over is not knowing um, how to face it what exactly do you do and going away is not really going to help you face that that part i mean slowly your reality is also going to catch up to you all the way to goa then how do you think that say for example a person is feeling the need to practice self care a little bit more because of the circumstances that he or she is in how do you think family can encourage self care do you think that family encourages self care right now especially when when i talk about indian culture i probably am not yet sure about as a culture but i could share my example the reason why i've been missing for a week is because i didn't honor self care for myself i was exhausted i was sick i was running a temperature not because i have a cold or because i have a covid scare but because i was exhausted my family pretty much booted me out of the house asked me to quarantine at my uh, my sister's house and they asked me to they asked me not to cook they asked me not to do anything and for a week sleep if that is what i need and i think that is so beautiful because i didn't recognize that this is what i needed so sometimes i think it's interesting to actually give that space to let your family also speak to you about it instead of always saying that hey i know it's happening to me so i know it best you do know it best but you do not see it from a third perspective at all that's like a personal way of actually exp- uh, answering your question but i'm not completely sure culturally what's happening i agree it's a very interesting thing you pointed out i heard or sensed in this was how you let your family see let them in and honor their their opinions in this case that yeah you need a rest they realize it they recognized it and they were allowing you or they were giving you the space to take some time out for yourself and you let it happen and that's a very beautiful example normally in our culture it, it's not easily understood and we can probably start practicing this when you do have these difficult challenging situations where you have to take care of everyone in the family and you can take turns in this case that yeah you've taken care for long let me help you with i mean not everyone can afford to or can step away physically at that point but this is where you can be there for each other or sometimes call out that this is a space i need i'm sorry i won't be able to show up for this particular task um even if someone else doesn't recognize it you can recognize it without feeling hurt about the fact that no one else did it's perfectly okay they can't but you can start sort of putting up an example so to say and slowly develop a culture in the family it's like educating people around you for instance it's always the mother's job 
to take care to be the that primary caregiver and it's understood across the globe it's not just pertaining to the indian culture but how can we change that your siblings can also be those caregivers your father can also step in again respecting how a care is given across genders across age across time it's always perceived that this is how maternal care would be given and that's the best no it need not be so you can accept the care the way it's given or how a support is given or shared that i feel can encourage even the male members or otherwise that okay it's not your job or you can't do it that way or you can't be there for this person and somehow this is a way to include and involve the male members this is just an example but you can replace it with anyone else or saying that a 16 year old cannot be there for you no maybe sometimes people do step up uh their ages you can give them that space to be there namita i think you want to say something actually listening to you and you know the question that someone asked the question that comes to my mind that i want to ask both of you is that yes there is as you rightly pointed out that removing gender from the situation and then seeing the caring and nurturing roles but what about people who want to create the space for you but don't know how to hold this space you know what do you think about that in terms of these relationship how do they create spaces where even a conversation about self care can happen i think it's a very interesting question that you asked because firstly to have these conversations at home and isn't very easy because um i feel somewhere we are all taught growing up that we are all responsible we are brought up to be independent we are brought up to take care of ourselves and our family members of course that is something that we do practice i i feel somewhere we should have also been taught to kind of ask for help or say when things became too overwhelming or have conversations with family members about who is feeling what who is going through what at the moment physically mentally we we don't do this unless it it comes to a point where someone is overwhelmed and then has a breakdown so i feel normalizing these conversations even when things are going fine not just when there is a crisis but even when things are going fine just just kind of checking in on everyone in the family and asking everyone how you're doing mentally and how you're doing physically i feel that is something that we need to begin and maybe also asking people in the family what they need at the moment i think more than anyone we take our own family for granted there is always someone in the family who is known to be strong and we kind of assume that this person will always be the strong one this person will always be there if anything goes wrong but i feel it's also important to ask that person from time to time if they are okay if they need to take a step back not do anything for anyone else except for themselves and these conversations i feel will lead to more understanding we need to listen uh, more than we need to i think that is the best way to help someone to listen and to listen to understand not to listen to give advice uh, very well said very well put uh, listen to understand and not to give feedback the moment you share your uh, worries your concerns your problems thing people just jump to giving you advice and then that makes you sort of hesitant to go for it or actually say that yeah i just need you to hold space and that's something i wanted you to elaborate as a counselor or as a therapist that how do you have these conversations where someone is unable to see you or not being able to understand where you're coming from 
I think in um, in families, it's easier to talk about physical health. I mean, if I'm not feeling well, if I have a fever, if if I have a body ache. However, as you're rightly saying, if if a person is going through something mentally, it does not even have to be anxiety. It can just be stress, or it can just be that the person is having a bad day. I think a lot of the times, family sometimes falls short of understanding that. Because uh, again, this is how we've been brought up. We've been brought up that if someone says that they're having a tough time or that they are stressed or that they are feeling anxious, we're taught to kind of say, it's okay, it's going to pass or just just distract yourself or the thing that I get the most is just, just meditate and everything will be fine. And of course, these things help. But I think firstly, what needs to kind of change is that we need to understand that mental health also is important it is equally important to physical health i think that is where the conversation needs to start with with our families where we maybe sit them down and we make them understand what these words really mean so of course in a very non threatening there's something in psychology called non violent communication which actually does help without so instead of saying you make me feel angry or you don't understand me or if, even if that is your reality even if there is someone who is not understanding you even if there is someone who is creating certain negative emotions for you if you communicate it this way with the person the person usually does not understand what you're trying to say and usually just feels that you are put, you're putting blame on the person it will not lead to any resolution a lot of the times we tell people to say i am feeling this i am feeling sad i am feeling disturbed i am feeling anxious and it has nothing to do uh, with you and that is i feel the first step removing the blame uh, having a conversation with someone removing the blame telling them honestly how you're feeling secondly explaining to them what this feeling means to you so if you if you tell this person i am feeling anxious what is anxiety how does it make you feel so you can maybe say that i get heart palpitations or i start sweating i feel extreme panic or i feel like things are going to take a negative turn you know actually try and verbalize what these things mean i feel that will also make a difference and we have also got to understand that it will take time to sensitize family because mental health is still a new thing clearly i feel now the importance given to mental health has increased especially with the pandemic happening apparently and according to an article i read the next pandemic is going to be mental health because of all that is happening the the awareness towards mental health yes is increasing but we've also got to be patient um and understand that these are people who've probably not grown up understanding or knowing what mental health is so we can only do our best in creating that awareness and explaining to them without blame and if they understand great but if they don't understand that does not mean that what you are feeling is invalid or it does not matter uh, you are faking it it's it's still valid it's just that your family probably isn't in a space right now to understand it we also have to kind of allow ourselves to understand maybe that not everyone will understand and that's okay it does not mean that what we're feeling or thinking is invalid thanks for those gems simon these are really important intricacies we have all have to be so mindful about and after listening to you what's coming to me is that your self care is your own responsibility even when you have this conversation about not blaming or the fact that yes you may not understand it but it's still valid you will at so many points be mad at someone be disappointed at someone you will have these underlying expectations to be seen to be heard to be understood 
and like you even the other person is going through something they could be which they may not be able to tell you and it's it's your our own responsibility to keep reminding ourselves that yes touch base with this point that yes it is my responsibility and i feel that is the crux of self care it makes me go back to what namita said earlier that something that would suit you your personality once you get this thought right that my care is my responsibility you'll intuitively find ways that will tell you that okay this for now maybe i need to paint for now maybe i just need to take a shower for now i just need to probably vent out to someone yes venting out at the right time is also self care you're giving an expression to what's coming to you one thing that i realized is it takes time you have to keep coming back to it and it becomes it'll take time for a certain ritual to be formed with you you need to make self care a ritual in your own life so here we are at um just musing over what self care means for not just for us but for the people around and while we want to be there for everyone else we need to show up for our own selves we would like to know how you you show up for yourself how your rituals are so do let us know on instagram our page is happy roomings and we look forward to meeting you next week till then happy roomings